Welcome to Dominion Talks with Desi Schneider again. Thank you for joining me again and listening to that which I believe the Lord has spoken to me about today and really about the hour that we're living in, this, this great and mighty season of divine outpouring, of divine strength that we're encountering on a daily basis within us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. And without the revelation of the Christ nature within us, really there'll be no living hope. And so the utmost revelation that we really can walk in right now in this hour, that we are not left as orphans, but we have been entrusted with the most precious gift, and that is the gift of Christ. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we have been indwelled by the living Christ. What does that look like? Well, one thing this looks like, it is an upward call of a press. A press through the crowd of the flesh, of the confusion that is found in the world with a single focus on the one who now lives in you. The one who now lives in you, the resurrector, our high priest, our deliverer, our savior, God who is love. And so I wanted to talk about this press of faith. And I wanted to look at Paul's writings to the Philippians because there's no better way to express that which is in my heart that really was truly in the heart of Paul regarding the believers that he was discipling. And especially we look at this in the book of Timothy and his instructions to Timothy to fight the good fight of faith, to be found in this press that Paul himself was pressing in. Philippians chapter 3, verse, let's do verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I haven't arrived yet. I haven't been perfected yet. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, forgetting those things which are behind, and those are really the snares that so easily ensnare us. Those are really erroneous teachings, religious expressions of Christianity even. The ways of the flesh that really had us bound to doubt and unbelief. We're to do one thing with those things, to forget about them. Just forget about it. Forget about it. That's what Paul had to do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching, reaching. There is a stretch in this hour. There is a reach and attaining of greater glory, greater understanding of divine sonship, greater understanding of now we're being conformed by the Holy Spirit into the image of Christ, that Christ resides in me now. And because of this new birth, I have already, already overcome all. And we are counted in this race of faith for one, one thing to attain to all that he has laid hold of us for. 
to walk in dominion, to walk in the triumph of Christ. And that looks like forgetting all the failures, forgetting the snares, forgetting the old mindset, reckoning that old man dead once and for all, and realizing we through Christ have been unhinged. <laughs> unhinged. That sin has no longer power over us. That's why we can forget those things which are behind. They have no holding power. We're not held in that holding tank of fear, of anxiousness of mind. We have been set free. We've been snatched up and out of the kingdom of darkness and placed in a position of dominion. In a place where Christ sits now. In that heavenly place, citizens of heaven. So we can reach forward to those things which are ahead. What is ahead? The soon return of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what's ahead. What is ahead is glorious. And we're to forget what was because he is coming. He is the soon coming king, coming for a glorious bride. And so there will be a great perfecting of our Christian walk as we forget what was and press forward in this reach to attain all that he has given us. Paul says in verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call. This is the press of the upward call. We are called to an upward call. And that looks like a fight of faith. That is not a downward backsliding. Slipping down in the mire of the world. Becoming comfortable with the way the world thinks. Being conformed to the world and refusing to position ourselves in the word of truth, refusing to be conformed to the Christ nature because we do not want to renew our mind. We're so comfortable to believe the lies of old. But Paul says to us the way to forget that and we're to be found in this press toward the goal, toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is the call of God in Christ Jesus. This is not a comfort to your flesh. This is a true crucifixion to your outer man. And the way you do this is really having a love for the word of God. It is having a love for the word of God because without a loving truth, we're done for. We're done for. If we go to Second um, Thessalonians, Paul's writing again regarding this last hour, there'll be a great apostasy. In chapter two, he writes, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is what is ahead. The coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, the New Living Translation of what I just read in Philippians is, is really quite clear. In verse 13, Paul says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, 
We're to be single focused on this one thing. I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Pressing in this race to receive the heavenly prize for which God, God himself, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. What is the call of God on your life? It is to be found in this press of faith. It is to be found in this race of faith. It is to forget what was. It's a brand new moment. Now is now. Now is not yesterday. Now is right now. And we're to have a single focus towards that which is ahead, which is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul tells the Thessalonians in 2 Thessalonians 2, 1, Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, the rapture, our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind, don't be troubled or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you, let no one deceive you today by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Do not be part of this falling away that will come first before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a great apostasy in this hour. We don't have to look too far around about our circles to recognize that truly this is the hour of great deception. But we're not part of those, we'll not be part of those elect that fall away, will be found in this press of faith, which is looking like forgetting what was and pressing, be an onward pressing agent of God. Be found in this fight of faith, not quitting, not giving up, not relenting. But keep on keeping on. Keep on within the love of this truth. Let's keep reading here. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God. A great opposition in this hour against all that is called God, against Christianity, against the purity of faith, then the unadulterated faith that we're to contend for, a pure faith we have been given, not a spirit of fear and cowardice and timidity, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind, and we're to be contending, found in this upward call. And so this man of perdition is opposing and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God, sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God and he is not God. And if we go, go down just a little further, 
verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is according to the workings of Satan. With all power, signs, and lying wonders, do not be deceived. With all powers, do not be deceived with signs, and do not be deceived with lying wonders. We are to be built up in our Christian faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit, through prayer and fastings, supplications, through the abiding in the Word of God, we will have a discernment called the Holy Spirit active and alive to show us the lying signs so we will not fall captive to these and be part of this great falling away. That will be found standing to the very end. And so these Lying wonders that he'll produce with all unrighteous deception among those who perish. But take note of why they'll be perishing. Why are the perishing believing the lying signs? Why are they perishing? It is very clear why perishing happens in the body of Christ. Because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved today, receive the love of the truth. God is love. God is truth. God is light. In him, there is no shadow of turning. What he has said in this word will stand forever, abide forever. Though heaven and earth pass away, his word will abide forever. And so, though there is a great error and deception, we will not fall captive to it because we'll be found standing to the very end. And so we know that we're to believe the love of the truth, which is wholesome teaching. The teachings of the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 1. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, these are the wholesome words, even is in italics, which means it was not in the original text. And so if anyone does not consent to wholesome words, we can say the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which, the doctrine which accords with godliness, godliness, not worldliness, godliness, the church is to look like our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, consecrated and set apart away from the world unto God. Godliness, doctrine that accords with godliness. If anyone teaches otherwise, verse 4, he is proud knowing nothing. He knows nothing. Do not listen to someone who knows nothing, who's teaching ungodliness, who's teaching compromise. So this one, he is proud knowing nothing, but is obsessed with dispute and arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, revilings, Evil suspicions, evil suspicions. 
useless wranglings of men of corrupt minds and dispute of the dispute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain from such withdraw yourself from such run away from such have no fellowship with look at the new living translation of that one in 1st Timothy 6 3 here let's find that teach these things Timothy and encourage everyone to obey them some people may contradict our teaching but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ these teachings promote a godly life Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quabble over meaning of words, break down doctrine, dispute words, argue over scripture, argue over what the love of God looks like, arguments, stay away from those. Come back to the love of truth. Anyone who, anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quabble over meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil suspicions. These people always cause trouble. Stay away from the troublemakers in the body of Christ. Those dividers that bring forth division in the camp of unity. Satan is behind those ones. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs on the truth. That's what causes perishing. These that have turned their backs on the truth, they'll believe this lying, the lying wonders of Satan. And will not be found standing at the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. The love of money. The love of money. But we are to do what? We are to have a forward gaze. We are to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. If you go back to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But it doesn't mean I get slack about it. It doesn't mean, oh, God gets me. I can just camp out here now. I've made some ground. I'm good with God. No, no. Look what Paul says. Because he hasn't achieved it yet. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on. I press on. Are you pressing on today? Press on. Press on. Press on today. On to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. There is a call of God on your life. And it is to be found 
in this Christian press, in this fight of faith. Do not quit. Do not compromise. Do not listen to lying wonders and be mesmerized by these signs. Be found in the love of the truth. Do not turn you back to the word of God. And don't be a casual glancer. Oh, I'm a word person. I know it all. I can finish off the verse that my pastor starts off with. No, no. Be found abiding in truth. Be found abiding in love. What does it look to know? What does it look like to know that God is love? It is to know that he is truth. To know that his word is love to me. To know that his word is true to me. And it is my solace, my anchor, my firm grounding, the rock upon which I stand. Glory be to God. Thank you for joining me once again on Dominion Talks with Desi Schneider. Be blessed.